0: This is The Game of Life. Uh, Welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. I'm Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, and I am here with the one and only, a man who needs no introduction, Grant Cardone. And let me, Grant, I got to just go ahead and give him something. For the two people in the world who don't know you, uh, Grant Cardone owns and operates seven privately held companies, private equity real estate firm, Cardone Capital, with a multifamily portfolio of assets worth over $2 billion. He is the top crowdfunder in the world, raising over $5 million dollars in equity via social media he is featured on 500, season
1: 500 500, Gale, 500 million 550, 550 million
0: well i'm sorry grant uh, there you go i don't want to sh- short you 50 million dollars brother over 550 yeah. million dollars in equity via social media he's featured on season two of discovery channels undercover billionaire where he takes on the challenge of building a million dollar business in 90 days 10x we're going to talk about. But one of the things that's so special to us today, Grant, is the Grant Cardone Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to mentoring underprivileged and troubled youth and financial literacy. Grant, welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast.
1: Hey, Gail, thank you so much for having me here today, but most importantly, for the work you guys do every day at Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, it's our absolute pleasure. And let's just start with just family. Uh, you're a very successful businessman. That goes without saying, Grant. Uh, but your personal story is very telling. Uh, tell me about your childhood experience in Lake Charles, Louisiana.
1: Yeah, so I grew up uh, in Lake Charles, single mother. My dad died when I was 10, Gail. And um, my dad was our, you know, he was the, like so many families. He was the inspiration. He was the uh, breadwinner. Um, it was, this is back in the 50s and 60s, so kind of a different time where you know the guy the man was expected that's not to be sexist and not to offend any of the ladies out there because look none of us would be here without a mother and um, I, I was raised by a single mother when my dad died my mom took over the helm and she tried to be a mom and a dad and part of what Grant Cardone Foundation is is uh, providing kids that don't have the dad in the family anymore, There's, all the statistics go crazy, and and they affected me in my life. Uh, incarceration, I was almost incarcerated. Um, yeah, I, I was almost killed. By the way, uh, if I wouldn't have cleaned up my life, I, you know, three of my friends were killed um, because of the way we were living life without direction and guidance. And and my mom, as good as my mom was, she just could not possibly be. A great mom and a great dad at the same time. It's just you can't be both, you know. And uh, can't be a quarterback, quarterback, and and the running and the running, you know, and and the end and the tackle. You just cannot do. You can only do so many jobs. So I grew up in a place where I had, a, I just didn't have the direction and guidance and a strong hand. So I went awry. I wasted ten years of my life from sixteen to twenty-five. I uh, became a, uh, daily drug user, um, overdosed multiple times, probably should be in the ground, uh, at 25 years old. I changed, I, I just said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta change my life. I got to turn my life around and got off the drugs, changed my friends and started putting my life together. I was broke at the time. Uh, had no money had been fired from seven jobs. I had a. I I like, like it was, it was awful, dude. I weighed I weighed a hundred pounds. Uh, that's about 60 pounds less than I weigh today. And, uh, I was in debt and most importantly is I had, you know, the community that I lived in knew I was trouble or believed I was trouble. I had given, um, I'd given them nothing but validation that I was a troubled person. Uh, but mostly in my own mind, I did not respect or love myself. And that, that was, uh, that was a few deals ago. Well, I
0: tell you what, Grant, uh, when we think about the power of mentoring and the necessity of mentoring, yeah. uh, we're going to get to that in, in in just a minute. But this is what it's all about. And I love your illustration. Uh, you can't be the quarterback, the running back, and the receiver. And with a name like Gayle Sayers Nelson, you've got to be able to navigate life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Hey, guys. Yes. And with that, Grant, you know, Father's Day's coming up. I mean, I'm the father of uh, four beautiful kids, or shall I say, three bodyguards and one princess. Uh, and I know you, uh, have two, you have two beautiful girls, right?
1: That's right. 9 and 11.
0: 9 and 11. And so with that, Grant, you know, what's the best advice your dad gave you?
1: Well, because my, my I mean, the best advice my dad gave me was how he lived his life. It was not what he said. It's what he did. Um, He, number one, he went to work every day and he, he was the provider of the family. Like he was like, he, he believed his job was to create success for the family, for the name, for the bank account for where we lived for our reputation like there, there was not a person my dad would pass and not say hello to not because he wanted to say hello he knew saying hello was vital to co- uh, connecting community with with the kid with with the his future and i remember my you know don't do anything to damage your name they can take everything away from you but they can't take your name away from you. And then when he died, I, you know, I basically screwed that up. And then I've spent the last 35 years now trying to repair that. So that uh, one, I do, I clean up, I clean up anything that I've done that's maybe out. We, we all make mistakes. When nobody's perfect. Um, so I had to do a lot of cleanup work. But once I did the cleanup work, and, and this is long after my dad was gone. I'm, I'm 25, 26 years old now but my dad was still influencing my life. How he lived, how I watched him live in years of my life, literally has impacted me for the last 50 years, L- long after he, he was gone. And um, so two things I've done that, that my dad gave me. Number one, and one thing he taught me, and the other thing he, he didn't get around to teaching me, but number one was, hey, make sure you do nothing to damage your name. And the second part that he didn't have time to do, make sure people know your name. I like that i like that you know because because if you live a good life and only two or three people know it well you really haven't grown the name or the brand right and and so i've really the last particularly the last 10 or 15 years i've done a great job um at at, at growing my father's name
0: and what i love about that you know when you think about marketing a brand gets its strength from repetition uh and so when people hear cardone cardone and they hear nelson one of the things we talk about at home grant is the nelson brand I mean, just to make, yeah. make sure you know the name. You walk out of that house, you represent the brand, and I love that. Yes. But you talked about, Grant, how uh, you, didn't, you didn't feel that you were special. You didn't, you didn't value yourself, if you will. And so how important is it for young people to uh, recognize how special they are despite obstacles or challenges?
1: Well, let, let me just cl- clear that up. First of all, I always thought I was special. Okay. But the things I was doing every day, Gail, w- was was a contradiction to me being special, right? Like, yes. I mean, look, the, the problem with the drug thing, the drugs, the drugs that I was, I started smoking weed when I, I didn't want to smoke the weed. I, I knew everything about it for me. And this is not a moral to the audience that's listening right now. I'm not, I have zero judgment about anybody that uses that smokes weed. But I will tell you this: um, I started smoking weed just thinking I'm gonna be cool with my buddies Russell and, and Brian and and my twin brother Gary. I'm gonna be cool with them because they're doing it, so I'm gonna do it. I didn't feel good about it. Within a year, I was using every like anything and everything. You name it, I probably used it. Um, the problem with the drugs was that every time I use one, I asked myself or, or told myself you shouldn't be doing this. Well, the moment you do that, you, you're degrading yourself. I didn't need to be degraded by society. The, life is hard enough, man. Life is so difficult. You could, I could give you a billion dollars right now. And life is still difficult. Life becomes almost impossible without self-respect without self-love, without self-esteem, it becomes like, you can't get anything. And, and that's what I did with myself. The drugs took me down a road that, that just, it, it deprived me of the most valuable thing in the world. And it's not money. Money is not the thing. I got money, the planes, the helicopters, all the crazy stuff. But but it's, it's self-esteem that is the most valuable deposit it can have. And um, I was surrounded by other people that were trying to make sense of the drugs they were using of the time they were wasting of the, of of the moments they're forgetting of the bad choices that, that they were making. Let's face it. Like on drugs, you're not going to make good choices or you're not going to make the best choices because you're in doubt. So even with the weed thing, people tell me, oh man, weed's legal, man, it's not a problem. They're more creative. I'm like, look, if you compete with me, and you gotta stop to to get a little buzz going. You gotta go find the weed, roll the weed, burn the weed. Now you gotta go clean it off your hands. And by the way, I'm going 85 miles an hour. You were going 85 miles an hour, but you hit a little bit of the sticky and now you're going 47 miles an hour. The only reason your speed dropped is because you don't trust yourself anymore. And if I could get that I compete with not to trust themselves, I would own the universe. OK, because if I trust me and you don't trust you, I win the game because I'll take more action. And, and so that's that's the that's where I went off. And I had I, I forget exactly the question you asked. I just want to just tell you guys out there, young brothers and sisters out there, man, look, if you need every competitive advantage and speed and certainty is one of those things. And you cannot go fast or not certain. And drugs for me dropped all my certainty. Not having a mentor, not having the right mentors, dropped my certainty. And and the last thing I'll say on this is this: the problem for me, like I wanted a dad, Gail. You know, I missed my dad so much when I was 10 years old. I lost him. I, I signed up for baseball to find a dad. I signed up for football to find a dad. I signed up for uh, a wood wood class. What was it? Wood making. Wood uh, some kind of uh, class where you work with
0: you, yeah industrial arts
1: yeah yeah so, so everything i was signing up for i think i went to uh uh p class to meet maybe i'll meet my daddy there and nobody my, i was waiting for my uncles to be my dad i had three uncles and i'm like maybe they're going to show up they didn't show up and then one guy raised his hand and says my name's danny and i'll be your daddy and he was the local drug dealer and that's where it all went bad. So be careful. You're going to get a mentor, everybody. You will have a mentor. In fact, you probably have mentors, right, you're not acknowledging as a mentor that are influencing the, the, the design and direction of your life. And that's what happened for me. Mentors actually took me down the wrong path.
0: Well, Grant, I tell you what, and I appreciate your clarification because you knew you were special. You were just doing the wrong things, hanging out with the wrong people. And our kids don't need to be fixed. Our kids have incredible potential. Our kids are resilient, but they need to be around the right people. Grant, I used to run a juvenile justice program, and these boys had uh, 225 boys, 13 18, all of whom broke the law. The judge sent them right to me, and we put them in an environment where everybody had a solution focus. Everybody helped one another. All of a sudden, these young men started to graduate from high school, went off to the military and college. So it wasn't about fixing the boys, fixing the kids. It was about making sure they were around the right people and providing the proper mentoring.
1: 100%. Like, you got to get in the right environment, okay? I, I can't, I can't big if I'm in a small park, there right? You go. So, so, and I was just with the wrong people. And if you go play the game with the people that don't have the character to make the hard decisions, look, it's easy to do all that bullshit. It's easy and it appears to be fun, but but you gotta be around the right people. I mean, you have to be around people that want and believe in more, not less, that aren't satisfied. And I was always hungry. When I went to a treatment center, the, the, the counselor at the treatment center on the way out, he said, I'll see you back here in about three months. I said, what? I ain't never coming back here, man. His name was Phil. I was telling Mike Tyson about Phil. Phil's like, Oh, uh, Mike Tyson's like, Oh, Phil was really trying to help you. I said, Phil, Phil was a piece of garbage, bro. Phil was just another person that didn't believe in me. He said, because I wanted to write books, I wanted to be rich. I wanted to become famous. He said, because of all those things, because of your ego grant, you will be back in a treatment facility you're a drug addict and and you're the idea that you can live a big life is going to get you back in this treatment center he's like guys like you never make it i said bro i will never come back here i will turn myself into a superstar i will write books i've written eight books okay uh, i've spent 37 years since i've been, since i used any drugs i've written eight eight or- um, we built a great company. I'm like, I got 13 million people following me on social media. Just finished doing a TV, a TV show. When people don't reach their potential, when people don't, they have in for their greatness. That's when people get depressed. I told my daughter this the other day. She's like, I'm so sad. I said, you're not sad. Baby. You're bored. And the minute you get bored, you'll get in trouble. So, uh, boredom has been the biggest, biggest challenge for me, not being around people like you that inspire and motivate and set the set that higher that higher um, uh, that 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 post that bar.
0: And with that, speaking of team, uh, Grant, from a sports standpoint, you've heard it, Mamba mentality, bringing that dog into a game. But now the ten X mindset, the ten X mentality. I see you smile every time I say ten X. You get a big ten X smile. Oh, that ten X mentality. Now, explain what that means to our young people, all our little brothers and little sisters, the 10X mentality.
1: Yeah. So look, look, you, you know, 10X is about it's not about I remember my, my mom always said to me, she's like, family first, family first. And I'm like, okay, but there's only five of us on a planet where there's 8 billion people. We're not going to win that one. See, my mom, half the stuff that my mom told me was right, and the other half was clearly wrong. Because because you know who you were brought up with probably can't get you the community you deserve to live with you know if the community is going to change just to go outside and so the 10x rule was uh i wrote the 10x rule uh nine years ago it became an uh, uh, international bestseller uh people have used it all around the world to like think about expansion how do i expand beyond my own problems uh, the 10X rule is not about just me getting rid of my problem. It's about me getting rid of 10 other people's problems. It's not about me having enough money for myself. It's about having enough money for me times 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 so that I'm changing communities. Um, it, it, my first business that I had got killed in 2008 because I only handled one niche. And this one niche got got murdered in the global uh uh economic reset which we have about, about every 10 or 12 years you notice mm-hmm. they, they seem to pull the shenanigan <laughs> <laughs> you guys that live you guys that live in the neighborhoods that are oppressed and suppressed and held down y'all know what i'm talking about this game is rigged it's rigged to keep people uh comfortable or with the idea or the fantasy of comfort uh when comfort everybody's like oh i just want to get back to normal normal before before covid your life was terrible why would you want to get back to that see the 10x rule says never accept what you have right there's another level and that level should not a gradient it shouldn't be like an incremental it should be a a a, a jump i taught my kids uh uh, when i taught them how to count i said look you go zero zero is the first number in the numerical system it's not one Zero, zero is the most important number, by the way, because with enough zeros, man, you could change the world. Yes, sir. So zero, zero to nine and then 10. Right. I said, once you guys get to 10, once you learn zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, you skip to 100. Don't go 11 and 12 and 13. You can't change your community if you keep just adding. And wealthy people understand this. OK, the wealthiest companies on this planet don't subtract. They multiply. And this is what households, particularly the communities that are held down. I'm talking about the black community, the brown community, uh, white communities that are held down and suppressed with the wrong information. This is happening all over the globe where billions of people are being held down with wrong information. It's not about financial literacy. It's about financial deprogramming. You don't need to add and subtract. You cannot create freedom with a budget. You create it by expansion. People don't have debt problems. They have income problems and they got big think problems. So the 10 X rule is about, okay, I'm not going to just change my life. I'm going to change the lives of 10 neighborhoods around me so that I can actually change my life. Because if I change my life in the community across the street from me, they can't eat. They're hungry. They're scared. They're going to come tear my stuff down. So 10 X is a massive thing. Okay. You got a problem, get 10 of those. Don't try to get rid of one problem. Try to get 10 times that problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, we're, we're here on the game of life mentoring podcast with big brothers, big sisters in Miami with the one and only Grant Cardone bringing that dog, that Louisiana dog, if you will, the 10 X rule, who let the dogs out? Grant Cardone. And let me, let me speak of Louisiana. What is your favorite Cajun dish? I got to ask.
1: Oh, man, look, look, I can pound some crawfish, okay? (laughs) I can pound, I mean, anything with some crawfish, you know, I can hit them boiled, I can hit them Etouffee style, I can, like, Creole, man, you name it.
0: That's good stuff, Grant. Uh, And I hope everybody understood just the perspective. And that's that's a winning perspective. That's a championship mentality, the 10X rule. It's not about what I don't have, it's where I'm going. I don't know, but your subtraction. Let's keep adding. Let's keep growing. Let's keep expanding. Powerful message for our little brothers and little sisters, uh, Grant. A couple more questions, brother, and I'll let you go because you've been so uh, gracious with your time.
1: Hey, look, we should do If I can help you out in any way, if I can help the community out in any way, we could do this more often. You want to do this, you know, where people can start getting in a rhythm, maybe doing Q&A, like, let me know how I can help because I do want to help.
0: Well, we will certainly take you up on that. Uh, and speaking of the Grant Cardone Foundation, uh, your foundation supports mentoring and helping those who are underprivileged. Uh, why is that so? Is mentoring so important to you, Grant?
1: Because, because you know, look, because it's personal to me. You know, I think that had my dad been alive and, and had the time to mentor me and guide me, I think he would have. Um, I think my life would have been different. You know, I think I would not have wasted 10 years. Look, I'm lucky to even be alive today. Like there's there's a there's, a, there's a, I don't know where the intervention happened, um, but s- somewhere along the way somebody kept waking me up a little bit uh, when I could have easily overdosed and and or, or ended up in prison or ended up dead. So um, I know that if you look at the facts, the statistics say when there's no dad in the household, incarceration rates go up six times, suicide rates twelve times. Uh, drug addiction goes up like eight or nine times, uh, school grades drop like by 90%. Like there's something about having, and just cause there's a dad there don't mean there's a dad there, by the way. And again, this is not something against women, right? Like you, 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 you know, you need, there needs to be a man, the physical, whatever that is, whatever a man brings to the game. And, uh, I was raised by a woman, two sisters that took care of me. Like I admire women. They're freaking amazing. None of us would be here without one, but, but there's something about having a man, a strong mentor in the neighborhood that people respect a guide an example. And that's what I'm hoping to do with my life. Now just be an example of what's possible.
0: Well, you're making it happen, brother, and you're doing it. You know, Grant, I met my dad in an airport. I met him at SFO, San Francisco International, when I was 18 years old, walking in the airport, thousands of people. I looked to my left. Is that my dad? I looked to my right. I hope that's not my dad. And then, boom, there he was. Uh, parents divorced when I was two years old. And so I'm the man I am today. I'm the father I am today because of who my dad wasn't. So it was his example, his poor example, that empowers me to be the dad I am today. And so... Uh, When I'm at my daughter's flag football game or at my son, my daughter Alexis, my son Gail or Brandon or Jordan's uh, games and going to school, I mean, it's it's a testament to the power of mentoring. And I'd learned the, the fire that burns inside of me, Grant. As a daddy, I mean, I, I will stop traffic from my kids. It's all because of what my yeah. dad. My dad wasn't there, and that as a kid, I used to cry on those. Remember those old school Kodak and Polaroid commercials? I used to cry watching those, Grant. But I tell you what, that's why I run Big Brothers Big Sisters because there's too many kids who don't have that positive influence consistent in their life.
1: Yeah, well, I love that, and I love that you you took the, you know, the first mentoring that you're like, I'm not going to be that guy. You know, and, and for my my dad, my dad, look, my dad didn't do anything wrong except die. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to learn from him. I'm like, oh, wow, he, himself, 52, his heart blows up in his chest. He was stressed out, freaked, probably. Uh, who knows what was going on? Eating fried every day like we grew up in Louisiana. Like all of us grew up like that. So I'm happy all that. My dad paid off the house, paid off the cars, and my mom had to sell the house the following week. So I looked at that and said, okay, wait, maybe that house thing's not a good deal. Why is my mom having to unload the dream house a week after my dad died? Mm. So that's where I came up with, oh, you don't need a house. You need money. You need assets. You need assets that pay you. So like I kind of changed some things that my dad did. I didn't go out and buy a house first. I went and built a business first. Mm. How many people do you know in America, man, they think the house is a dream. The house, buying a house, when you're on the come up, and the first thing you do is you go out and buy a house. You should be investing that money in yourself and a business, not in a house with a mortgage that sticks you in a location. This is how they stick people in community and they fixate them in one place and they can't go change the world. So I have done very similar to what you did, learn from the mistakes my dad made. And my dad would do that, by the way, he would not think that I'm being, uh negative to him because I said, Hey, I'm a up, And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to break the cycle. And I'm going to change, change the game for maybe what he started to learn and didn't quite, you know, get beyond.
0: Well, Grant, I tell you what, speaking of assets and uh, establishing yourself, the last question I have for you today, brother, undercover billionaire. I mean, I tell you, my wife, Chantel is a big fan. So <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, and, you know, it talks about how you make it work and how you start a business. I think what ninety days, despite challenges and, and with all these obstacles in your way. So, with that ten x mentality in in mind, what advice do you have for young, the, the little brothers and little sisters out there who want to be an entrepreneur, who want to start a business one day, who want to be a billionaire? What's your advice to them?
1: Yeah. So look, what, number one, you can be. I'm proof you can be. I'm telling you. I know you. You don't have to be Kanye be a ball player you don't have to you don't you, you there's other ways to do it in fact you got a better chance of being me than you have me. okay like anybody can be a business person male female young they got kids out there on youtube youtube entrepreneurs making millions of dollars a year now whether they can go to the next level i don't know but i know this i did that show undercover billionaires on discovery every wednesday night Basically they dropped me off in a town I've never been to Pueblo, Colorado. I did not know I was going there. I shaved my head. I literally don't have any hair. I'm not all pretty. Like I am right now. (laughs) And I cannot use my name because people ask me all the time, dude, yeah, it's great. You got money, but, and you're Grant Cardone. So it's easy to be successful. They said, what number one question I get, Gail is if you didn't have any money and you didn't have your name, and that's what that show is in 90 days with no money, and I can't use my name. I've never been to the marketplace. I cannot use my friends. I can't call you Gail and say, help me out. If I get discovered, I can't use the deal and I got to build a million dollar business in 90 days. Okay. Well, I took, when discovery asked me if I could do this, I said, yeah, I can do this when and where let's go. And by the way, I'll bet you guys at discovery, $1 million in cash, 1 million in cash. And I'll give everybody on the crew a new car, pull it off. That's how comp, no money, 90 days. And I can't use my name. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do a $10 million business, not a $1 million business.
0: My goodness. And that was
1: before COVID happened. COVID happened. And I had to do this. I had to do this almost cursed. I had to do this during COVID. So if you guys hook into it, man, it's on discovery plus, you can watch the whole 13 and see what I produced. Uh, two women do it Uh, a guy named glenn Stearns do it and i'll just tell you about their big brothers and and big sisters little brothers and little sisters i i end up doing more than the other three did combined
0: one million to ten million. you 10x it. you 10x it.
1: i know i got the strategy i know strategy look you can have a passion you can have the why but you got to have a strategy if you think small you end up with less than small if you think big and go big and have a strategy for big, you're still going to end up with less than big, but you're going to end up with way more than just tiny and just getting by.
0: Well, Grant, it has been my absolute pleasure. The first of many, I hope, conversations with you. Thank you, Grant, the Grant Cardone Foundation. I got for-
1: with me right now. I got Annie with me right here. I said, Annie, make sure we
0: do this more often, okay? Well, Annie, you heard it. You heard it here live uh, with Grant, Car- Grant Cardone, <laughs> the Grant Cardone Foundation. Love it, Love you saying about big because at Big Brothers Big says we only do it big. In the game of life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. 10X is the way to go. Grant, thank you, let's brother, go, for your time. Let's
1: 10 Big Brothers and Big Sisters. We're going 10X. Now. Let's, let's 10X. do some stuff together, all
0: right? You got it, brother. Have a great day, Grant. Thanks, Gil. Take care, brother. This is The Game of Life.